Hey, hey, everyone. Welcome back to the Rhonda Swan Show. Well, this series is like our fireside series. I've been traveling around the USA for the last couple months, and I have been able to meet some of the most unbelievable people. And today's guest is really going to be magical. In fact, his name is Chris Gronkowski. Now, if you're a football fan, you might know this name and this family pretty, pretty well. In fact, he went into the NFL undrafted as a free agent in 2010 and went on to start three different NFL teams, including the Dallas Cowboys, Indianapolis Colts, and the Denver Broncos. And I know he had a little cameo with the San Diego Chargers, which is one of my hometowns. But after his NFL career, he and his wife, Brittany, they created their own top online store and it did unbelievable. And then one day, Chris was at the gym and he felt a need that he had his shaker with his protein cup and it wasn't getting completely shaken up. And he's like, I have an idea. I want to create something that can solve this problem. So when he noticed that there was nothing on the market that actually even fit his needs, he set out to create his own and he built his own and invented the ice shaker. In fact, the ice shaker actually launched in December, 2016, and he was able to get onto shark tank and get pitched to pitch the sharks with Mark Cuban and Alex Rodriguez. And guess what? He landed a deal with the sharks. So now we've got Chris Gronkowski on the show. Chris, welcome to the show. It's so great to have you here. How you doing? I'm good. I'm good. It looks a little warmer uh, by that fireplace than it is here in Dallas, though. So I'm a little jealous. <laughs> yeah, it's pretty warm. Actually, I, I, I start sweating by the time we're done with this. We're gonna, <laughs> um, <laughs> I might have to get a fan or open the doors. Uh, Chris, I love what you do. Um, obviously, I'm a big fan of your family and everything that you guys are all about. Um, but I have to ask you before we actually get into this. Uh, what did you think about the Super Bowl? What did you think about oh, the, the That was awesome. So it was kind of crazy though. So we had um, we were working with Groupon, and they uh, they asked if they can use my brother's house for the Super Bowl party. So uh, as you I do, thought, <laughs> I thought for sure he was going to say no. Uh, he ended up doing it, agreeing to it. Uh, Fifteen contestants ended up winning and coming to the house for the party. So uh, it was pretty crazy. It was, it was one of the craziest Super Bowls uh, I've been in attendance for, I guess, and it was at a house. So that was pretty cool. But um, game was amazing. What? Absolutely amazing. Uh, I, I thought it was going to be a blowout. Ended yes. up being a great game. And um, yeah, so pretty impressive what uh, really both teams did this year. So that was it was a great NFL season, really. At the yeah, end of the day. it was. I was I was super pumped because, you know, normally that's yeah, sometimes in the Super Bowls, they're just blowouts. You're like, oh, but it was like constantly on your edge. So we had, yeah, we watched it here, you know, the house party, probably not as as epic as, you know, as your Super Bowl. <laughs> It's fine. You know, I had some extra wines and, you know, we, we made the best of it, but we did dance like crazy at the halftime show. I'm 49. So like Dr. Dre and Snoop, like they're my people. <laughs> that was good. That was good. I mean, they, they were saying it too. Like they, they've been waiting for that moment and it definitely was needed. That was, that was awesome. It was, I think it was like the most watched uh, halftime show in, uh, you know, so many years. So Anyways, all right. I know you like talk about football all the time, but I was like super pumped because I used to live in San Diego for 13 years. So we're big Charger fans as well. Okay. Um, the Chargers didn't show up this year, but uh, at any rate, let's let's talk about what you've been up to, though. I mean, I love uh, you know I love the story. I was um, kind of going through your stuff and 
And I love what you've done with Ice Shaker, you know, and, and when I was reading about, you know, where this came from, like, tell us about that. Like, how did that really come about? Because I mean, some people are like, oh yeah, we need a cooler, a, a good ice shaker, but what makes it so unique? And how did you say I'm going in and diving into it? Yeah. So um, it started here in Texas. It was hot out. I was done playing in the NFL. I was going to the gym all the time and uh, grabbed my plastic shaker bottle, went to the gym. By the time I got there, it was actually making a mess in my clothes. And that's like the only time I really dress up is for the gym. Right. So I'm like, come on, I can't have this happening. Uh, making a bunch of just sweat rings on the floor of the gym. And I was like, yo, this is just stupid. There's got to be something out there that's better that will keep my drink cold. Uh, took a sip of it. It smelled awful. I'm like, yeah, this sucks. So went home that day, figured I'd just find something online and, uh, and snag it. But at that time, there's just nothing that was insulated that would keep your drink cold and also have the ability to actually blend. Yeah. There's a lot of different cups on the market. They usually had like this little small spout. You had to take like a funnel. Yeah, like, exactly. And, and then use like a certain brush to clean it. And clumps um, up around the edges. You never really get it to mix. Exactly. There's nothing to break up the powder. So went home that day. Like this is the simplest idea that no one's done yet. Saw an opportunity there and um, just went for it. You know, it sounded super easy. Right. And, uh, you know, I, I was super excited about it. I was you know, really wanted to get back into the fitness industry, kind of what I grew up doing. And um, this was my way back in. So super passionate about it, really had no game plan at all. Just um, just started doing it and <laughs> realized pretty quickly that it was going to be a lot harder uh, than you think <laughs> it was going to be. Yeah. Yeah. So um, you guys made, obviously, uh, you, what, what made it the, the uniqueness about the brand? Because I obviously I run a branding PR firm. So I'm always about like, what what were your thought processes on how to make it so unique, right? In the marketplace? Yeah, for sure. So um, at that time, there was nothing out there that was insulated that can, that can shake, um, you know, and mix different powders. So that was from day one. Um, and, and that was pretty much it at first that separated it. Uh, after that, what really separated it was the story of getting on Shark Tank, getting yeah. deals from all five sharks, uh, the family brand behind it as well, the NFL, um, all that helped as well. And then from there, we also then started creating different patented designs as well. So uh, now you know, we do have something that's super unique. When we first entered the space, it was all about blender bottle. They had the little ball. Uh, the good and bad thing about it was that ball is patented. So uh, we could not use the ball. We had to find a way around it. A little, a little wiry ball, that one? Yep. Yep. So ah. any type of spring uh, or I guess wire whisk. Yeah. Uh, object that you put inside of a shaker cup was patented. It, it was actually a utility patent on it. Um, mm-hmm. I think it just expired actually in 2021. Uh, but the good thing was that when you put a metal ball inside of a metal cup, it's super annoying. And we yeah. found out pretty quickly that people weren't huge fans of it. So uh, we had to find a way around it and we did, and we created a patented twist and agitator. Uh, we found out really quickly that it also doubles up more as a strainer and that uh, when you put a bunch of ice inside of a, a a metal cup that's insulated, it floats to the top and it clogs the spout. So with this agitator, it actually stopped that from happening. Uh, people started using it to pour shots. Uh, you know, it, people were fruit infusing their drinks with it. It kind of just became like this multi-purpose uh, piece that, that we had patented. So uh, that really became a separator for us as well. And then just really everything that has to do with the cup is you know, I built for myself to be the ultimate cup for all day use. So we have different things coming in now. We have different lids. Uh, we have an actual fruit infuser you could twist in. Uh, so we just continue to make it as unique as possible. And then the last piece for us that really separated us 
doing um, customization with my wife. So mm. for five years, had an Etsy shop, did really well. Um, and we took all that, what we learned there, and we put in Dye Shaker. So we're able to customize bottles, each and every bottle actually within three to five business days. And that really separates us because people love having their logo or their name on, on their products. Yeah, absolutely. I love that. And, you know, um, when you were, uh, let's talk about the sharks. I mean, you pitched the sharks. How is that, first off, that experience to even step into the plate, right? I mean, I know you've done some pretty big stuff, but now you've got to come in, you've got to take this idea and now you're pitching to ask these guys to, to invest. How did that, how was that experience for you? Yeah. So it, it doesn't matter what stage you've played on. Like, you know, you could play in an NFL game and that's cool, but it's not the same as preparing for a pitch right. uh, in front of five people that, you know, are, are really well known and pretty intimidating. So and the lights are literally just on you. <laughs> all on you. And they make you freeze for about two minutes before you start just to, just to get the juice now really just to get different angles, but that's what really gets the juices flowing. That makes you a little bit nervous because you're just kind of chill and waiting yeah. for the moment to happen. But um, no, it, it was it was awesome. Uh, I was super prepared. I was super confident. I was super passionate about the product as well. So walking out there and being prepared made me comfortable, gave me the confidence I needed. Uh, I watched so many episodes that by the time I walked out there, I felt like I was talking to my friends. I was like, I, I know everything about these five people because you know I've watched nine seasons now with them. So uh, definitely a huge advantage that I wasn't well one of the first seasons. You know, I was. I was ended up being season nine. Uh, I got to watch so many and I knew exactly what was coming. Yeah. I was waiting for the Mr. Wonderful. Uh, yeah, yeah. Hey, hey, Chris, what's, what's stopping me from making the Mr. Wonderful bottle. And I was just dying for him to ask the question and he never did. <laughs> did you ever make him one? <laughs> I did not. Cause he did not invest. He was the first yeah. offer, which was, um, definitely a, you know, a shock. I, I was waiting for him to wait till the end and always, you know, yeah. he throws that garbage offer at the end. Uh, he came in first, so it wasn't a great offer in the first place, though. Uh, but he did make the first offer, which was pretty cool. So, how do you really prepare for it? Because I'm, I, I have, um, I have an interview with Kevin Harrington. It was super cool because he's. Uh, do you know? Have you met Kevin? Yeah, he's one of the originals. Yeah. Yeah, he's amazing. So he's like, okay, we're going to do a show together and I'm going to allow, you know, some of the entrepreneurs because I have a massive entrepreneur following and, you know, because we always talk about the brands and the story behind the brands, right? So like we can get the realness of what it takes to actually be this entrepreneur. And he's like, okay, we're going to let them ask me one hot seat question. I was like, yeah, that's a really cool idea. So how would you say then, like, how did you actually prepare? Like, is there a, a manual that says this, is how you prepare for Shark Tank? Like, how did you really prepare for it? Do they help yeah. you? Um, I mean, they definitely want to want it to be a good show. So yeah. Um, yeah. they are going to they are going to tell you what they you know want to see out of you. And, and they want to make sure you're prepared as well. So the producers aren't going to let you just walk on there, you know, yeah. looking like a fool for the most part. <laughs> yeah, right. Enough people already do that on their own, even after preparing. So, uh, you know, that definitely plays into the show, but they don't want every single pitch to end up like that. Yeah, uh, yeah. And a lot of people just freeze in the moment, even after being super prepared. So they get enough of that content that they actually want you to go out there and have a good show. Yeah, so uh, they yeah. definitely help um, due diligence, all that. And then um, just really watching previous shows was my main thing that helped me prepare. I wrote down every question they ever asked and I had an answer already prepared for it. 
Yeah, my daughter and I, my daughter's uh, 14 and she started her first company when she was 11. She's a fashion oh, wow. designer. So we have watched every single show. She was pitched actually by um, a uh, underground shark, 30 million they offered her and she actually turned them down as an 11 year old. She's like, you're compromising my values. I'm a sustainable fashion designer. I was like, and we're like, are you sure? Are you sure? <laughs> <laughs> we might need to go back onto the show and actually do it properly so they really properly invest. But um, but I love it. I think it's it's a really killer concept. And by you going inside, obviously you got the deal with Cuban and with Rodriguez, right? With, yep. with Alex. Yeah, with Alex. Yeah. How so how was that? What did what did you get from that? Like how did that experience work with those guys? Yeah. So, we, I mean, it's the real deal. It's the real money. No, uh, you're still working with them, right? Absolutely. Yeah. Well, I guess I'm, I'm still working with Mark. Uh, my brother, when he retired from the NFL, ended up buying Alex out. Uh, he wanted to get in the business world. He definitely helped me start it. He was on the show as well and um, was like, hey, what do I got to do to come in? So uh, he, he gave Alex a pretty cool offer. They did a couple uh, exchanges with a couple other businesses as well. And um, he was able to get that seven and a half percent. So Mark's still a part of it. Rob's still a part of it. But uh, working with them, it's it's definitely it's the real thing. You know, the real money yeah. comes in. It's wired in. It's not just for show. Um, they're drilling you with questions on the show that they don't show you. I was out there for probably a solid hour uh, wow. of just getting crushed with you know everything you could think of from you know what'd you do in high school, what were you doing during college, how'd you get money for this, you know what's your game plan going forward. So by the end of it, they knew you know kind yeah. of who I was, what I stood for, what I'd done in the past. And um, it, it's for real for them because there's a lot of due diligence that goes into it. Uh, it took it takes months to close these deals after the fact, after the show ends. So it's you know a handshake on the show, and then it's hey, let's make sure this is actually legit. Let's do our due diligence, and they put a full team on that. So it costs them a lot of money to invest in in companies like mine. So uh, they're making sure it's for real. So when they do invest, they also have a team that comes along with it too. So uh, Mark's been doing it now for I think they're on season twelve. Uh, yeah. season yeah. nine for me. So he has Mark Cuban companies built out and that's a bunch of employees that their job is to help the Shark Tank companies. Uh, so I do have an advisor assigned to me. What's really cool about it is I can ask questions at any time, but the big benefit for me is just power numbers. Uh, yeah. I'm able to reach out to them at any time, um, ask them questions, but if they don't have that exact, exact answer because they're not doing it every day, they, they like I am, there's someone else in the portfolio that probably is. So I could then connect with another CEO in the portfolio that's in a similar situation as me and say, hey, what do you, how do you feel about NCAA licensing? You know, what's your best practice there? You know, should we get into the space? Should we use a distributor partner? That was a call I had this week wow. uh, with, with one of the other companies uh, in the Cuban portfolio. And I've done that from day one with you know, stuff from Facebook ads, SMS, yeah. email providers, you know, really everything you could think of to run a business. There's someone in the portfolio that's probably really good at it that you can reach out to and get an unbiased opinion. So that's been a, a huge help for us as well as the connections that they bring to the table. Yeah. I mean, that's really good. I mean, obviously you guys did all the work to make ice shaker what it was. So to even get right, the, the, the eye to catch the eye of a shark, especially like Cuban, you know, that's really big. So what, what is, what's next for ice shaker where, you know, where are you guys going What's we got a great game plan. Yeah. We got a nice, nice five-year plan going right now yeah. is where we're at right now. Um, I didn't do game plans at first. I didn't budget. I didn't plan. Um, I, I still, to this day, when people ask me what took you to the next level, um, that's what takes you to the next level is having a budget and a forecast. Yeah. 
Uh, it took me about four years to finally realize that. My dad's been in business for 32 years. He probably told me that a hundred times before I actually put a budget and forecast in place. So now that I did, we have a great path. Um, we're, we're doing well. We have a great team. Uh, we're actually going into 900 or 1900 Walmarts this month. Uh, we're national with GNC, Lifetime Fitness, Vitamin Shop. And um, I feel like we're just getting started. You know, we were finally to the point where you know, we have a full retail catalog and we're already preparing for our winter edition where it was never like that before. It was always like, hey, here's our catalog today and I don't know what's coming tomorrow. So uh, it's it, we're in a great spot now. It, once you kind of figure it out and you yeah. realize how to run a business the right way, you get that culture, you get that team vibe going things just really start to skyrocket. And it took me about four years to really learn how to do it the right way. Well, it's good advice. So, I mean, if you think about like the amount of entrepreneurs out there, right, they're just kind of running on the, on the edge of their seat, like, oh, we're successful now, but they're not really thinking ahead of time. I think that's really big advice and notable advice. Um, what would you say to like being obviously being in, in football? I mean, I was an athlete. I played women's U.S. national team before we went into the Olympics all through college. And um, I was a runner and I learned so much from being an athlete. Like what do you think is probably some of the best lessons that you brought from NFL or from football and being an athlete into to running a business and being an entrepreneur now? Yeah, there's, I learned a lot that I didn't necessarily apply at first, which <laughs> makes me kind of bad. Uh, I was so competitive leaving sports, you know, and, and it was, to me, the mindset was I could do anything on my own, uh, which definitely wasn't the right mindset because as an athlete, especially in football, what you learn is how to win together as a team. And so I always tell people it's, it's, it's like the easiest thing that I should have saw right from day one that I didn't, but, um, that teamwork, building a team, working as a team, uh, the structure of an NFL organization is, is exactly what your business should look like as well. And I sat there in it for all these years. And then it took me four years to bring that into my own business, which is, which is crazy to me, but, um, I was still acting as the player. Yeah. Even though I was trying to, and I should have been the coach at, mm. at the end of the day. And, you know, we've kind of restructured everything. Um, I, I am now the coach. You know, we have assistant coaches. We have players. Everyone knows their roles. Everyone knows how to win at this point as well. And, and that's really the greatest thing that I learned. It just took me way too long to actually implement it. But now it feels like it feels like a locker room. You know, I walk into work now and it's like, heck yeah, like, let's let's do this as a team. You know, I, I, I want to be there. Everyone wants to be there. Everyone's on the same page and everyone's trying to win. So uh, that's definitely the, the greatest thing that I've pulled from all my experience with sports. Yeah, I love that. That's yeah, it's so good because I think so many and you said this so many uh, owners or creators, inventors, they like they think they got to do it their own and they're telling everyone what to do instead of like creating the game plan and letting everyone execute it their best way. I mean, this is why we've got, you know, epic athletes in the, the positions they're in because they have to be able to execute their best way. And I think that's a really, um, I do the same. Like I bring the same into my company's 90% women um, run. So we've got about 52 employees and most of them are women, which is, you know, a, a new navigation for me. But when you run it, like allowing everyone wants to win for the company, it's like everyone just plays the game, you know, like we're, then we're just playing the game. So 
Yeah, I really, uh, I love that concept. So last question before I, I go, because I, I, now that I'm in the U.S., I've been in Bali, we kind of were locked in for a couple of years. Uh, we're finally in the U.S. I've go, got, have got to go find myself an ice shaker. I haven't seen one. Uh, I need to go like touch it and, you know, get one. So I'll make sure I do pictures and show everyone what it looks like. Um, but you have three boys, right? Three boys and a girl on the way. <laughs> All right, congratulations. So how Thank are you, you now? Like, how do you bring this into your parenting with your, with your boys? How do you bring your entrepreneurialism and like, what's some good lessons you give the, the boys? Yeah, the, the oldest is five right now. So a um, little tough right now to, to yeah. really show them the lessons, but I'm, I'm super excited for them to get a little bit older and, and to start working with them. But uh, just going back and looking at my childhood and what my parents did was, um, you know, they really made us earn everything we had. Like nothing was ever handed to us. Uh, at first, my parents couldn't give us anything because they didn't have money. But uh, as they got successful and could, it was still the same thing. Hey, if, if you want a car, awesome. You know, you're going to work. You're going to be an umpire. I worked for my dad when I was 15, delivering fitness equipment. Uh, you're going to find a way to get it. Yeah. If you want to go to college, awesome. Same thing. You know, you either get a scholarship or you pay for it or you'll get a loan. That's, that's why you do it. So um, I, I think that's a great way to raise your kids. And I think it's a hard way too, as well, because now that I have everything and I can give my kids everything I want to, yeah. I know what it would do to them if I did. So it, it's, it's a challenge to say no, but you have to say no. And that's, that's definitely my feedback with kids is just, uh, you know, make sure that they earn everything they have. You can't just hand it to them. You have to really show them that structure and, and how to, how to work hard for everything that you have. Yeah, that's big because I, I. You're right. A lot of us, you know, I grew up with not very much, and you know, when I had my daughter, I wanted to give her everything, and then we lost everything. She was a year old. We lost everything in San Diego. Oh eight, oh you know, oh seven, oh eight, real estate bubble. But it was the best lesson I could have ever had because I realized now the value that the money that you have doesn't make you the parent, right? It's who you truly are for the world, for your kids. And the, and the example, the money just allows you to have certain things, but to teach them what it takes to get it. And it's transformed the whole way that we've raised our daughter as well. So I always look at, you know, those good and bad lessons. Um, Chris, thank you so much for your time. I know you're a super busy guy. I absolutely love this conversation. I'm super excited to, to share more about the ice shaker, get myself one. And, um, yeah, take it back to Bali, Indonesia. I mean, you never know. You might have a new market. Out hey, I, yeah, I think we do sell there. But yeah, absolutely. Yeah. Send me send me the logo too. We'll do a customized bottle for you and awesome. use it on all your shows going forward. Yeah, we'll do. Of course. Thanks so much, my man. Have a great one. And um, yeah, look forward to seeing you in the future. Have I appreciate it. Thanks right. so much. Take care. Bye-bye.